Look at your neighbor and say, you ready for the word? We talk in church. So it's funny because tonight's sermon title almost made you guys not come to church. Who almost didn't come to church because they saw this graphic? Awesome. We're just, it's all trial and error, so. <laughs> We're not closed. The church is never going to close. Never going to go down. No matter what you say, no matter what happens in our nation, we ain't going nowhere. We're like taxes. It ain't going nowhere. It's going to be there whether you like it or not. So no, the church is not closed. But tonight's talk is actually from an experience I had the other day. It's super funny. I want to I just let the cat out the bag. Ready? Tonight isn't a yes, we're open sermon. Tonight's a sorry, we're closed sermon. We'll explain that later. I, I was... Uh, how many of you guys ever been to a place that's been open? Duh, right? How many of you guys love that? Like, going to a space that's open. Man, who loves Chipotle? Who really loves Chipotle in the room? I want to know who really loves. I mean, like, you got your bowl down. Like, you could recite your bowl right now to me. Right now, right now. Who wants to do it right now? I'm not going to make you do it, but. Matter of fact, who wants to do it? Who, who wants to recite their bowl tonight? You want to recite your bowl? No? Come on, Gabby. Come on up, Gabby. Make some noise with Gabby. Say, yo, Gabba, Gabba. What's in your bowl? Can we try that again? Say, yo, Gabba, Gabba. What's in your bowl? I get brown rice, pinto beans, fajitas. <laughs> I don't know. Everybody's disagreeing so far, but just wait. It gets better. Medium, okay. corn sour cream and cheese, guac on the side because it's free because it's a veggie bowl. I was eating veggie bowls. I saw a documentary and I started eating veggie bowls. But I'm back to steak. I'm sorry. Where's my where's my mild sauce, people? The mild. You stick with the tomatoes. Where's my medium? My medium people. Who gets the hot? Where my dogs at? Where my dogs at? Who who? I get the hot. I'm like put hot all over that thing. This is how you know we're fat. You ready? This is how you know you're fat. One day go to Chipotle and split your bowl with someone else. You will be full. I promise you, you're going to be full. And you're going to think to yourself, when you're done, and you're like, we just did that, you're going to think, how the heck do I eat a bowl by myself? I'm so fat. Okay, that's not, all, that's not what I'm preaching about. <laughs> just cut that out the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Man, I, I remember one time I in a meeting. And by the way, if you're, if you're ever in church, you're going to a lot of meetings, all right? Church people love to meet. So what we do, right? <laughs> so I was in a meeting. I walk into the meeting, and my stomach goes, like one of those. And I'm like, man, I got to be here for the next two hours, and I'm starving. So I'm sitting through this, and I'm just thinking about my bowl. I do the brown rice, too, black beans, not too much bean sauce, fajita, steak. I'm thinking about that in the meeting, right? So I'm like, Jesus loves you, and I love Chipotle, you know? So I'm like sitting through this meeting. Once the meeting's over, I'm like, I'm jetting in my car. I'm on my way to Chipotle. I'm like excited. I, I, I love Chipotle so much, I started drinking water so that I just focused my taste buds on the food. No distractions. No distractions today. Just the food. Literally on my way, I get out my car, I close the door, I lock it, I got my money in my pocket. See, I go to Chipotle so much, I know that after I pay, uh, they're going to say it's $6.99, I give 7 bucks. they literally give me a penny back. That, I, I know that. I walk up, I'm like, I, I know the lady that works there, you know, her name is Diana, she helps me. And then the lady at Cash, her name is Angie, she's awesome. I really, it's really bad, guys. Pray for me. Or take me there if you want to meet. 
I want to meet with you. I don't know if I can. Chipotle. I'm there. Where are we at? What time? Just kidding. Not kidding. Anyways, so I, I remember walking up to this place, super hungry. I opened the door, and ha, how many guys know that ha moment when there is no line? Who loves that moment when you walk into Chipotle and there's no line? You're like, today's going to be a good day. God, you're, you're working for my good. You're with me, right? God is so good. And no line. Uh, man, that's, that's definitely a yes, we're open moment. I want to talk to you real quick about our sorry, we're closed moment. See, how many of you guys ever been to Duck Donuts? This new donut spot right here, right next to Medici and like the other side of the, the new loop. I don't know what to call it. Um, so they have a Duck, duck Donuts, the donut spot. Great spot. I, I'm leaving a meeting. So this, it's Christian's meet. I'm leaving a meeting, and I'm like, man, I'm not hungry for food. I'm kind of hungry for dessert. So I'm going to go to Duck Donuts, and I'm going to get me my own donut. If you, if you guys don't know, just plug, um, Duck Donuts, you create your own donut. It's an experience. It really is. I, I mean, everything, to like, the top, like it's, it's amazing. I walk in, and this is like a week before Christmas. I walk in. I'm super hyped. I want this donut so bad. I grab that. As I'm approaching, I see some of the some of the, the, the chairs are upside down on the tables. And I'm like, they crazy. I'm about to walk in this. What's going on? You know? I'm about to walk in this thing. I see some of the lights are off. You know, the, the, the staff's like chilling. Like on the, and I'm like, they got to get ready for me. I'm going to ask for like three dozens. <laughs> they better wake up. <laughs> I got money. I'm a paying customer. I get to the door. And I, I grab it, I put, I'm like, no way. It's like 2 p.m. It's not even early. It's, not, it's like in the middle of the day. I'm like, I, and then I do what every good American does, right? I started banging on the door, right? Like, Yo, what's up? He's like, we're, we're closed. I'm like, what? He's like, look at the sign. Sorry, we're closed. Look at the sign. The sign. And I'm looking at it like, sorry, we're closed. You want to know how I felt? I was mad. I was confused. I was irritated, I was annoyed, and I was hungry. And you're making this moment way more juicy. <laughs> and I was hungry. And I felt, I honestly felt picked on. I was like, God, why, why me today? Why? You know? And, and I want to take this analogy to stuff you guys are waiting to happen in 2018. I want to take this analogy to things that you're believing in 2018. Here's my question, Christian, if you're trying this out. I don't care who you are. Here's my question. How do you feel when God says no? Anybody taking notes tonight? Let's write that question down. How do I feel when God says no? You see, we believe God is alive and God is speaking. Listen, I'm not saying God doesn't speak audibly. Sometimes he does. Most of the time for me, he speaks like a soft voice in my heart, right? Anybody experience that during worship? You might have felt it just now. We're worshiping. You kind of felt like an I love you. Anybody ever felt that while they're worshiping from God? I forgive you. And you're like, why am I crying? Like, what the heck? These people are weird. This karaoke is getting to me. <laughs> it's, okay, it's another level this week. What are they doing? What's in the, what's in the smoke? <laughs> no, no, no. That's the Holy Spirit tugging on your heart, ministering to you, telling you that he loves you and that he forgives you. So God is speaking. And, and if God is speaking, God is saying yes. Amen? If God is good, then he's opening doors. If God is good, he's giving you what you want and what you ask for. If God loves you, he knows what you want already before you even ask. I want that man. I want that woman. I'm waiting for my rib. I'm waiting for this plate. 
I'm waiting for this job. I'm waiting for this car. I'm waiting for this weave, this beautiful weave. Like, what you waiting for? And if God is good, he knows you want that already. But what happens when God says no? I mean, like, you're trying something, and you're trying something, and you're trying to do it, and you're forcing it, and you really want it, and you kind of hear God, and you're like, no, that's not God. And you kind of get rejected ten times, and like, no, that's not God. And you kind of get, like, pushed out. You're isolated. You've removed from the situation. Come on, fill in the blank. There's a moment that God says no. And my question is, how do you feel about that? What do you mean I feel? I feel mad. I feel terrible. I feel like crap. Is God for me if he's saying no to me? Is God for me? Come on, is this gospel really true? Is God really in love with me that he would say no to something? And yes to some things. I mean, let's take it a step deeper. What happens when God says no to something that you really want? What happens when God puts a pause on something you really want to be put on play? Is God for me? Is he still good? Is he still God? Because he knows me, right? God knows me. Is he for me? Answer that question. Romans 8, 28. And we know that God causes what? Say it with your chest, little bro. We know that God causes what? Say it with your chest. God causes what? Say it one more time. We got some people in the back. I'm playing. God causes what? To work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. God makes everything work together. The yes, we're open. He makes it work for you. Duh, right? When God opens the door, come on, make it work. Thank you, Jesus. But, but, but not only is he working in the, yes, we're open, God's also working in the sorrow we're closed. God's not only working when doors are wide open and you're from glory to glory, God's also working when, when, when the door's shut in your face. Because he works everything for my good. He works all of it. The good, the bad, the ugly. He's working in it. He's working. I mean, God is working. I mean, like, anybody believe God is really working for them? Like, he's really on, their, on your side? Come on, like, he's for you when you're not even for him. Come on, like, he's thinking about you when you're not even thinking of him. He's, he's for you, and he's working on your behalf. Scripture paints this picture that God is ahead of us. Come on, every step you take is on a bigger step that God's already taken. He's for you. He's ahead of you. He's walking with you. And he makes everything work for your good. I want you to say that tonight. I want you to believe it. Even if you don't believe it, even if you don't even love Jesus, you atheist, we love you. Come on, you're welcome to this church, whatever you believe. We love you. You're welcome home, all right? But let's just say this. Let's declare into our future. Come on. God makes all things work for my good. Can we say that? Can we declare that? I don't want to say it twice because half of us are going to say it. So let's just all say it together. Ready? Ready? <laughs> God makes all things work for my good. Ready? One, two, three. God makes all things work for my good. Say it with your chest. Come on. One, two, three. God makes all things work for my good. All things. The good things. The bad things. The ugly things. Here's the question. See, I, I, I wasn't always a, a preacher boy. Uh, my dad is a pastor. And you know pastor's kids are the worst. So I'm going to stop right there. Um, <laughs> I don't know who I used to be. Come on, somebody. God took me out. 
Every time you say that in church, you got to slide. Take me out. <laughs> you see, I have this nerve in me that questions everything that I do at church. Questions it. You have it too. You're worshiping. Why are you worshiping? You're praying. Why are you taking time to pray? You could be somewhere else. Even on your way here right now, why are you going to church? You could be going to the club. I mean, there's something in you, and it's not going to go away. It's called your flesh, right? So we're battling this flesh, uh, this flesh all the time. That's why we do fasting and prayer. We put that stuff on pause, and we put God on play to strengthen our spirit and to weaken our flesh. So, so, so I have this nerve in me that's like, uh, okay, so, so he works all things for my good, right? And, and the next one is this. God is, God's working is much higher than my understanding. So, so when God is working, I know he's working. I don't have to understand it, but I know that he's working. And that's something we believe. We declare that he's working all things for my good. Even if I don't know how he's doing it, I know he's doing it. Even if I don't know what specific way he's doing it, I know he's doing it. So then that nerve in me, that flesh that's in me, you ready? Here's my question that I ask myself or that I ask God. And you're probably asking me tonight. And listen, if you doubt, there's nothing wrong with doubt. Let's talk about it, though. Don't be alone in your lonely thoughts. Come on, let's, let's speak about it. Let's talk about it. Here's the question. How can rejection be good for me? I mean, preacher boy, you sound all good, but how does something bad mean that God's working something good for me? How can me be rejected? I want this job. I prayed for this job. This job will help my family. This job will help my marriage plans. This job will help my, my sister, my mommy, your auntie, your puppy. My <laughs> this job can help everybody. And I got a little money on the side, you know what I'm saying, to hit the, shop, the spots up, you know. God, how, how is this relationship, how, how is you putting a pause on this relationship? I know I'm supposed to be here. I know she's the one. I know he's the one. Lord, why are you putting this on pause? I know I'm, I know I'm supposed to go through this door. How can that rejection be good? How? Let's take it a little bit deeper. One of my friends I went to high school with, his name is Tito. Boys, I mean like middle school, boys. High school, boys. My dog. Super chill, super humble, coolest dude. He just passed away a couple weeks ago. Right where I live, car accident. And I'm just like, man. One, I feel like evangelizing to everybody I went to high school with, just calling them up. And be like, yo, I look stupid. I sound stupid, but I think this is God, and I want to pray for you. Anyways. I got the news. I was at Kobe's Steakhouse. I love to eat, y'all. I'm at Kobe's Steakhouse. Get the news. I lose my appetite. That's hard. Lose my appetite. I'm like, oh, my goodness. And I already started thinking, I'm going to go to the funeral. And, you know, in, in trying times like this, who do people look at, Christian? What, what do you got to say? Hey, so he's dead. Oh, what, what, where is he? What, what's going on here? Right? Anybody else feel pressure sometimes? Anybody feel pressure? Just me? Anybody feel pressure sometimes believing in Jesus? And it's kind of hard to be light in darkest places. Anybody? So, so I'm, I'm, I'm picturing this moment where they're going to be there, my friends that I went to high school with, and they're going to turn to me. I feel like it's going to happen if it's not everyone. Maybe a, a few people I know hands down, right? And, and, and here's the thing, and, and, and sometimes you may be saying this too. It may not be a death. It may be something just, just really bad in your life. Like just it's ringing in your mind right now. Fill in the blank. And, and you're, you're saying, Pastor, how can that work for my good? How is that working? How is God going to work that for my good? But here's my answer to them when they ask me, how is this good? How is it working? I'm going to say, listen, I don't have no answers for you. I don't have an answer. Why did, he, why did it happen? I can't tell you why it happened. 
how God is going to work through it. I don't understand how he works. But let me tell you one thing. I know that he's working. Listen, I don't know how he's going to do it in which, what, some type of way. But God is going to get glory through this, and his name will be exalted. And come on, salvation is coming to his family. Salvation is coming to you. You have a, anybody here tonight? I don't have the answer, but I know that he's working. I know something called unlimited peace. I know about something called the presence of God in the midst of storms. I know something, come on, Jesus says this. He said, listen, I will wipe every tear from your eye. Although your mother and your father betray you, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Come on, in your highs, I'm with you. In your lows, I'm with you. He's with you. And I, come to, I came to the conclusion, listen, I don't have all the answers to your questions. I can't tell you how my God works because he's God. If I knew how he works, when he was going to work, why he worked, then I would be God myself. But there's a separation between man and God. There's a separation between creator and creation. And that gap is founded by trust. I know he's working. I know he's some way in this. I know he's working. Some way in this breakup, you thought you couldn't make it through. That's actually the thing that was pulling you down the most. God's going to bless that. He's going to bless you for being obedient. Come on, don't walk through a closed door. He's closing a door. Come on, there's another way out. I know God is working. And that's what I'm going to hold on to. So let, me, let me take you back to this story. I'm at Duck Donuts, and I'm really trying to get this door open. I'm like, I don't care. I'm getting a donut. And I had to come to realization, ready, that I have to now try a, a new door. I have to now rethink the way I was going to enter this place. I can either just camp out in front of this door, or I can try another door. Listen, rejection is direction. We said that Sunday. I want to say rejection is direction. When there is a closed door, mama, papa, stop trying to open that door. You're not ready for what's on the other side. You're not ready for it. Listen, God is working. So what? So I'm not done growing. If there's a door closed and I know God is working, what does that mean? I'm not done growing. Listen, growth doesn't happen through the door. Growth happens on the front step. Growth doesn't happen through the door. Growth happens on the front step. Listen, I'm not telling you a life with Jesus is full of rejection and closed doors. It may seem like that, but God is doing more for you. The Bible says we go glory to glory. Here's the thing about glory to glory. When God's opening all these doors for you, the situation is changing, the circumstance is changing, the blessing is changing, but you're still the same person. You guys here tonight? So if I have seven doors open in front of me, I walk through every door, I'm the same person. I mean, God is calling me. He's elevating. He's working in me. You guys see this? Uh, some of you guys started off coming to, to, to church just I'm not believing nothing. Then you took a step of salvation, step of student leadership. Now you're serving. You're getting involved. You're going to hope group. Come on, God is working in you. But the thing is, you've been the same person this whole time. Just your circumstances changing. Doors are opening. So what happens is God's going to shut a door so that you can work on yourself before you enter through a new one. So listen, if a door is closed, that doesn't mean the growth stops. Growth keeps on happening. All those doors keep on closing. I don't stop growing. Listen, a pause in my purpose doesn't mean a pause in my growth. Y'all here tonight? A pause in my purpose doesn't mean a pause in my growth. I need to grow to step into my purpose in the best way I know how. Listen, God loves you more than your purpose. God loves who you are more than what he's called you to do. 
He's called you because he's called you. He gave you purpose because he gave you purpose. He wants you to do something because he wants you to do something. But really, he loves you. And he died for you. He didn't die for your purpose. Let's mic at somebody. Growth doesn't happen at the door. Growth happens in the front step. Philippians 1.6. And I'm sure of this. When the Bible says I'm sure, you listen. That he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. God is still working on you. Doors are closed. God is still working on you. You feel like you're in a confusing space, leader. You feel like you're confused. God can still work in you. You're stuck in between ideas. You're stuck in between ministries. You're stuck in between churches. God can still work in you. He still wants to speak to you. He still wants to grow you. Because the door closed, your purpose doesn't stop growing. Purpose in you. It begins to build up. So I got three things for you. Here's the question. How do I handle closed doors? I want you to leave with something tonight. I want you to leave a new perspective tonight. How do I handle closed doors? In 2018, when I come up to a place that I really want to go through, when I come into a relationship that I really want to enter, when I come to a job, a new space, a new uh, house, I don't know, fill the blank in. Whenever there's something that seems like you're supposed to go through it, how, how do I handle it if, if I can't go through it? How do I handle it? Number one, understand that God is not finished with you. You guys here tonight? Understand that God is not through with you. Although your walking stops, your relationship never stops. Although the movement stops, your spirit keeps on moving. Although you can't literally walk through into what you think is for you, God wants to grow you right where you're at. Understand when you face a closed door that God is not finished with you. He wants to grow you. He has something inside of you he wants to unlock that's going to make you walk through that door easier and quicker. And he has something for you. If it's not that door, it's another one. If it's not that door, it's another one. He's working all things for your good. He's for you, not against you. So when you come up against opposition, understand that you are still growing and you're still the person that Jesus died for. Jesus didn't die for purpose. He didn't die for doors. He died for people understand that God's not finished with you. Number two, how do I handle closed doors? Number two, thank God for closing that door. We've been thanking God for too much stuff in 2017. We got to start thanking God for what he didn't do. Y'all not here tonight. You got to start thanking God for those relationships you didn't answer. You got to start thanking God for the areas you didn't walk into. Come on, for the thing he saved you from, you didn't know he saved you from. Come on, from the addiction he saved you from, a lifestyle he's pulled you out of. Come on, you got to start thinking, like, I thank you for closing that door. If I had been there that one night, I probably would have gotten shot. If I'd been there that one night, I probably would have fell in love with some loser. If I would have walked in that area, but you closed the door, you cut my gas, you cut my check, you made me hurt, and I wasn't able to move where you didn't want me to move. God, thank you for opening doors, but man, really, really, thank you for closing doors. Thank you for closing doors and saying, no, you're not ready for that. No, it's good, but you're not ready. You're not prepared to handle that. Thank God for opening doors. Yes, for opening. Thank God, close that door. See, you, you notice how good God is until that want for that thing, just you pass it. We're led by our senses, what we see, what we feel, and sometimes something just feels like it's just perfect. And our spirit chills with God. 
And the Spirit's like, no, 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 just hold off on that thing just a little longer. He's going to close the door. I don't want him to close the door on you because you're going to get hurt and you'll be confused. God, close the door because everybody walk through. Close, shut it in his face. Let it hurt. You ever slammed the door on somebody? You ever did that before? Anybody grow up with siblings? Come on, if you have a sibling, you slam that door probably. Like, get out of my room! And the door's like one inch from their nose, and you're like, I almost died. By my sister. Man, thank God God slammed the door on some people. Thank God he did it. Where would I be if God wasn't closing doors? Where would I be? Would I even be? Would I be alive? And God didn't allow that to happen? God, thank you for opening doors. Number one, understand God is not finished with you when doors are closed. Number two, thank God for closing that door. He's working for your good. Trust him. It's all in his timing. Because the door's not closed, doesn't mean your purpose stops. Number three, how do I handle a closed door? Abide in his presence. Just imagine this picture. Imagine right here in the middle of the stage, there was a door, right? And, and, and you're on this side, and, and you're trying to walk into the door, and it's closed. Here's the thing. Sometimes we think like residential houses, right? If I close the door, that's separating me from you. You guys here tonight? It, it, we think God's on the inside of purpose, right? He's in the inside of blessing. We think he's in the inside of prosperity and abundance. And we think that God's only in the, in, in the mountaintops, but my Bible says God's always in the valleys. Psalm 23, 4 says this, even though I walk through the valley, I'll feel no evil because you're with me. So this mentality that God's only in the good things of the world is it, it, false. God's, God's in the valleys too. God's in the dark moments too. Listen, God's on the other side of the closed door. So what happens when you think God closes the door, he's waiting on the back of the door. Hey, you get better at being like me and I'll open this door. And we think that God has his back to us when a matter of fact, you know what he's doing? He's closing the door and he's right in front of me. He said, listen, look at me. Be more like me. Let me work in you. Lay down in my presence. Let me speak to you. Let me grow you. So when I unlock this door, you're ready to walk through in the person that you're supposed to be. Remember to abide in the presence of God. He's with you in the mountaintops. He's with you in closed doors. He's with you in moments of laughter. He's with you in moments of cry. 2018 may have some closed doors. 2018 may have some valleys. It may have some rejection. And, and, and my God, it's going to be fun as heck. Who can't wait for 2018? Come on. And here's a thought I want to end on. Kind of me when I was writing this. I said, I thought that this is where I was supposed to be. Maybe this is your mentality when you see a closed door. I thought this is where I was supposed to be, but you are where I'm supposed to be. God, I thought this job, I thought this girl, I thought this area, I thought this space, I thought this blessing, I thought this is where I was supposed to walk into. Man, come up. I thought this is where I was supposed to live life at. I thought this area is where I was supposed to step in. But God, that's not where I'm supposed to be. You are where I'm supposed to be. And you walk me through these things. And you're with me through it all. Amen. I'm going to ask every head bowed, every eye closed. You're making all things work for my good. Can we sing that, Gabby? Come on, every head bowed, every eye closed in the space. Come on. This is you and God. Forget about the person next to you for like 3.5 seconds. I know you look nice in your sweater, in your trench coat. I know you're looking clean. Listen, we have to change our perspective in 2018. Change it. A closed door. Man, thank God for closed doors. Let's worship. Thank God you're working all things.
Senhor.